On today's show, we have a supersized episode. First, KB joins me, and we discuss both the Suicide Squad and Mortal Kombat upcoming movies. KB then shares his thoughts on the improvements to the video game Marvel's Avengers. And then we wrap up by discussing the first two episodes that have dropped of Falcon and Winter Soldier streaming now on Disney+. Then, I am joined by Kyle Platt from the band Sweet Babylon as we chat about how he and his band members are managing during this pandemic. We then switch gears and Kyle reviews and spoils the Zack Snyder Justice League movie, a.k.a. the Snyder Cut. So join us, will you, on this super-sized edition of Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, you have failed this city. Torpatons. Winter is coming. Finish Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host coming at you in black and white, Jay Free. And they're surrounded by all his friends, the Avengers. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, none of this makes sense. But it's my co-host and cohort, KB. KB, what is up? A lot, a lot of things. Well, a lot of things to talk about today. There, there's, there are a lot, a lot of interesting things. Um, let's talk about something. Let's start off. Just first of all, uh, this is episode ninety nine. We're almost hundred episodes in. I didn't. What want to are we going to do up. for a hundred? Um, so I have a couple of ideas. I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do either something for episode one hundred or episode one hundred one. I don't know how it works. Works out. I got a. It's a little bit of work that I have to do, but I might be putting together and I already have it like I already have the episodes picked out, but I want to do like a top five uh, of my yeah. favorites and I can just do a little intro. And then even though it seems super lazy because I'm going to just play old shows again, it's actually way more difficult because I have to edit all those clips and download and then put them all together and then do an intro and outro for each one. So that's going to be kind of fun. Uh, so I'm kind of working on that in some free time. Uh, so I don't know if that'll be 100 or 101 because there's a lot of cool things coming up. And uh, I want to um, I want to definitely talk about some of the things that are upcoming, as well as uh, I know we have a couple of other friends of the show. Uh, Joe from whatever bro wanted to be on for the one division. So he definitely wants to be on at some point to talk about winter and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll be talking about the first few episodes here a little bit later. I just think that maybe like um, the Black Widow movie as well. Maybe um, we can certainly do that. Supposed to be, is it June? Or they I believe so. I believe it's June 1st. And I think it's going to be coming out on Disney Plus now as well. I think it's going to be coming mm -hmm. dropping. Um, but we'll talk about that as that gets a little bit closer. But one of the things that's even further than that, that I want to talk about is the Suicide Squad. James Gunn directed 
the Suicide Squad movie. So it's different. I don't think it's set in the same continuity if you go back and listen to one of our older episodes. I think it's more of a reboot than a sequel. I believe so. But if you go back and check out one of our earlier episodes, Suicide Squad, I forgot. It was a long time ago. It was probably the first like 25 episodes we did. Maybe uh, even before that. We had Mike Prue on for that episode. But yeah, the Suicide Squad movie is different than Suicide Squad. So I think this is going to be a lot more lighthearted, but also a lot more graphic Graphic in the sense that I watched the Red Band trailer. I don't know if you saw that. Um, lots of swearing, lots of gore. King uh, Shark. King, yeah. Uh, John a lot of gore there. John Cena. Yeah. Uh, they, they talk a lot about uh, male anatomy in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. And he had probably one of the best jokes. And if you haven't seen the Red Band trailer, I will not spoil it for you. Also, we try to keep this PG-13, so I do not want to repeat the joke. But it was I, I, I like this for James Gunn because he can take that Guardian's charm and put it in a real R-rated kind of environment. Exactly. I think you get a more honest, you're going to get a more honest movie out of it. So I, I predict it'll do well. I think, I, I, I think so too. And, uh, you know, some of the cast that they have there, uh, Idris Elba, John mm-hmm. Cena, Agar, uh, Margot Robbie, uh, Viola Davis, I believe is back. Uh, yep. I can't remember who some of the other, but there's just like a ton of Pete, Pete Davidson, I think is in yeah, it. Pete it's it's, in it's it, yeah. crazy. It's crazy, dude. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I also like the fact that they're bringing um, a ton of like unknown characters, if you will. Mm-hmm. I just think that's 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 going to be super fun. That's like it's all like almost like the who's who of unknown, you know, villains that are going to be part of the Suicide Squad, which also makes them expendable, if you will, for the easy killing. So I, well, think they, I don't think they were too shy about expending some of them in the first one either. True, true. So, uh, but I, I think I think they still kept the core. You know, you had Deadshot, you had. Uh, Harley Quinn flag, Harley Quinn. Right. You had boomerang in killer croc. Like those are all going to be the main P- in Katana. They, they're not going to kill any of those off, you know? Um, but I just think it's, uh, interesting it looks like a bigger suicide squad. Yeah. There's going to be like, like good 10, 10 to 15 members of it. And it's like when you bring in like polka dot man and other people, like, I think it's just going to be very, very insane, which I, I love. I'm curious to see how they, and we talked about this with Avengers, is that how do you break up to get all those characters screen time? Right. Well, I, and I think James Gunn has, has done it with Guardians, you know, to, yeah. a, to a lesser extent. So I think it's definitely, um, definitely. Do we, do we know what the, uh, the running time is on this movie? Uh, that I don't know. I think it's still, I think it's not even coming out until August. So yeah. we still got, you know, as of this recording, we still get at least another five months or so before it comes I, out. I would imagine it's at least two hours. I would think. Yeah, I would. I would assume it would be. Why not? Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I don't know exactly what to expect, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's going to be super fun. Uh, so that being said, that's going to be a very graphic movie. There's going to be a lot of killing. Um, anything else you want to add on that before we move on? No, I'm I'm just really excited for that one. I, I think that you know DC is hit or miss. You know that last Wonder Woman movie was a bit. Well, what, it, yeah, it was it was a different vibe. I yeah. definitely agree with that. Uh, Wonder Woman eighty. I would say I'm not gonna say it's bad. It was 
it was different. I'll just put it that way. I'll, I'll be a little yeah. political yeah, with it and say it's 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 different. Uh, but yeah, the, the Suicide Squad movie is going to have a lot of violence, a lot of gore, a lot of killing. And what we call in the business a segue, I'm going to segue from the Suicide Squad talking about killing and gore into another movie that's dropping on April 16th onto HBO Max and in theaters. Mm. It's Mortal Kombat. I am so pumped up for <laughs> this movie. What Have you seen any of the trailers yeah i know i sent it to you i don't yeah, know if you... I, yeah I, I i checked that one out and i want it to be good i think i think just by the casting alone i think it's gonna be phenomenal uh so let's let's rewind back a little bit the original mortal Kombat movie i believe it was what 19 i I want to say it was like 1995, 1997, something like that. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like the the early to mid 90s, and then that one was actually decent enough. Yep. Uh, it does not hold up as well today because there's obviously. a lot of CGI, and the CGI just kind of takes you out of it because obviously technology changes. And then they had what Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was absolutely horrendous in my opinion. Yeah, I don't even think I watched the whole thing. No, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. But well, there was one, one more, wasn't there? Wasn't there another one? No, because I'm actually reading. Um, there was another one there was an animated flick maybe that's what i'm thinking of but uh yeah so i'm actually reading the wikipedia page right now and it said in 1997 robin show's original mortal Kombat contract was a three-picture deal mm -hmm. uh but after the release of annihilation it was shelved due to annihilation's poor reception and disappointing box office performance mm. so now we're, we're doing this one and i just want to talk about some of the cast here so I'm not as familiar with a lot of the roles that they've been in before, but um, they have Louis Tan, um, who is going to play Cole Young. He's a British actor and model known for his roles uh, in Iron Netflix's Iron Fist, uh, the AMC, AMC series Into the Badlands. Um, mm -hmm. He played Shatterstar in Deadpool 2. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Then you have, let me see, who's playing... Uh, Scorpion. You're going to have uh, I can't even pronounce his name and I'm not going to even bother to try it but uh, he, he's a Japanese actor like so that they're, they're really focusing on the, the Japanese actors for all like for example like uh, Raiden mm -hmm. is actually going to be played by a Japanese actor which I think is awesome because I believe uh, I want to say not it wasn't Christopher Lee it was somebody uh, I can't remember the guy's name for the original Mortal Kombat movie but mm -hmm. he did not remind me of Raiden at all you know. No. Typical, like a, like a whitewashing type thing. So I really like seeing a lot of, um, you know, uh, Asian actors being brought in. So, oh, yeah. So um, the, the gentleman, I, the actor that plays uh, Hogan or Hogan, as you will, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the, one of the Warriors 3 and mm -hmm. Thor is going to be playing Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool casting. Let me see who that he's Raiden. Uh, Makad Brooks who we know if you watch the CW, he played James Olsen in Supergirl. He's going to be playing Jax, which I really think is a good casting choice. Yep. Um, I agree. And it's almost like some of these actors too. Uh, it looks like Joe Taslim is going to be playing Sub-Zero. He's an Indonesian actor and martial artist. I want to see what his acting career is here. Let me see. He appeared in The Fast and the Furious uh, as okay. the villainous Jaw. I don't know. I've never watched The Fast and the Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious 6 he was. Uh, he played... 
Manis, the former first officer of Captain Baltazar Edison, who was played by Idris Elba, who's going to be in the Suicide Squad. Uh, that was in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, so he's been in a couple of things too. Uh, a lot of like action, a lot of acting um, credits, like, like action movies and, and martial arts movies, which I think is really, really cool. They paid a lot of attention, you can tell in the trailers, to the choreography of the fight scenes. Well, that's what CGI. I... Right, and we, we talked about... I think way back we talked about not to like mix the two up, but we talked about, uh, and I mentioned a little earlier, Netflix's Iron Fist. And the first season was really, really rough because the, when, um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He plays Loras Tyrell in Game of Thrones. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, Finn Jones. Okay, Finn Jones. Thank you. Yeah, he didn't have a whole lot of time to prep (laughs) when he first signed on. I think they had like six weeks or something like that if that mm-hmm. to like before start shooting so he didn't really get to train as much so some of the martial arts stuff was kind of hokey if you will mm-hmm. and they used a lot of stunt people which you could tell yeah uh, as opposed to like charlie cox and daredevil which looked a lot more gritty and gruesome he had all the experience already so i just think the mortal Kombat movie from looking at the trailer looking it really looks like it's going to be close to the source material because i follow a couple of different um Instagram, what? Oh my God, I'm having such a brain fire. Uh, Instagram accounts, that's the word I was looking for. And uh, they actually show, it's like the, they show a side-by-side from in-game and all the different Mortal Kombat games throughout the mm-hmm. year, specifically since 2011 on. And they show it side-by-side with the movie counterpart and how they're, it's taking like homage and yeah. what it's referencing. And I just absolutely love it. I think it's going to be, if you're a fan of the game, I think you'll enjoy the movie. Let's just And that's it. how you get the fans in is, is getting closer to the source material sometimes. Well, and I think I think it's a very niche niche market. You know, I think Mortal Kombat, everybody's like action movie. So it's kind of it's kind of like, it's very similar in my opinion to the Marvel movies. You're gonna get the general population that wants to just go see like, oh, this is gonna be a cool movie. This is gonna be action. This is gonna be yeah. this. But you, when you have like fans of the comic books that get all those other little Easter eggs that the general public doesn't know, you know, yeah. uh, not, I think it's not much more interesting. Yeah. So I, I just think that's really cool. And I think it's going to be playing uh, very close to the, to the chest uh, compared to the video game. My, and- my only, my, 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 what scares me is you, and we've seen this happen in tons of other movies, right? Where choreo- the choreography is great. The CGI is great. Characters do a good job performing and the story just doesn't hold. And I'm hoping it doesn't suffer from that. Because I think they've done a lot of video game movies, so not just Mortal Kombat. Remember, we had a Street Fighter movie, which was eh, yeah, that was that was a long while ago, okay. wasn't it? But what I'm saying is, but they anytime they've done fighting movies, video game based movies in general don't do well. Video game fighting movies um, tend to do a lot less. There was a Tekken movie that was unknown. I, um, yeah. I think there was a couple other games that that they tried with, it and it, it just they just don't do well you know video game movies in general the only franchise that's had success really as a franchise is resident evil well i was gonna say um, resident evil or um yeah i'm trying to think of what else tomb raider they did, just okay. did monster hunter and that got horrible reviews but I to be, to be fair i don't even know the the source material for monster hunter but so. I, but that's what i'm saying but they try when you base movies off of games they don't tend to do as well i'm trying to think off the top of my head of a successful game movie that but, was like but I will I will I will put this little caveat in right now since the Marvel franchise since Iron Man to the first Avengers 
what other video game movie has been really made theoretically in theory, like since the Marvel, the Marvel's the MCU kind of blew up. Right. And they mm-hmm. showed that it's capable of doing a yeah. fun action story with, you know, that you could, if you did it a certain way in a certain, I mean, you can make the argument that all MCU movies, you know, it's the, the antagonist and the protagonist mm-hmm. both have similar powers and it's just like cookie cutter back and forth. And I, I can get with that. I can in, understand. In that case, it's the opposite problem where they try to base games off these movies and they're bad. Well, that, that, that too, but, too. Well, we'll, we'll get that to, and get to that in a second. But what I'm saying is since the MCU has come out with, you know, the formula, if you will, on set what a makes, bar. It set the bar. Right. But I mean, like, you know, I think, you know, starting maybe, and I, maybe I'll be wrong. Let's see how Mortal Kombat does. But I think if they stay somewhat true to the source material and then they modernize it for the current times, give or take, they mm-hmm. can have something where they have a coherent story. They have yeah. like the, the emotional hooks, but they also have the really cool fight scenes. I think you can start a franchise from this because you could theoretically, how many Mortal Kombat games have there been? You know, you know how uh, many characters are there? With well, that's what I'm saying. And you can continue to build on that. You know, right now it's going to be, I'm assuming Shang Tsung and Shiva and Goro maybe. And then again, you can do. Uh, Sonya is always involved. Sonya no, no. But I mean, as far as villains, like Shang Tsung oh, and then like Shao Kahn, uh, yeah. Shao Kahn. And then, you know, I don't, I, I can't remember all the other major um villains but the one that can go through time that you know the collector all the other ones moving forward uh you can theoretically do a bunch of sequels depending on who you kill off i mean obviously yeah. have sub-zero and scorpion probably not be killed off because those are going to yeah. be your, you know your main characters those are you're gonna that's your captain america and iron man right there so um yeah we'll i just say, think i mean i'm hoping it's gonna be good i i i'm 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 excited for it because I've been waiting for a good Mortal Kombat movie, like to just satisfy a urge for what it's about. Because we all know Mortal Kombat's over the top gory. It's always been that way from right. from its inception. Um, and we don't see a lot of movies like that that are kind of non horror movies, right? You know what I'm saying? Mortal Kombat's pushing that 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 it will probably even be classified as a horror movie for some people. <laughs> Like, right well well so yeah i mean you have you, you have you know your your rambos and your you know blood sports yeah. and all like all the other stuff like that that could also be very violent and gory too but you're right you're right i think i think it's going to be very interesting i hope it's going to be doing well uh but check it out on april 16th on hbo max or go depending if you're vaccinated or if you feel comfortable going out in public go check it out in the theater you know because yeah. the theaters could use some help too but let's segue from one video game to another. And KB, you wanted to very quickly touch on, we, we mentioned it off air, the Avengers video game. What did yeah. you want to talk about that? Yeah, the Avengers game. Um, I don't know how far Jay Free has played. I don't know. Have, if, have you touched the Hawkeye material yet? I have not. Kate Bishop was the last. last I, I finished the Hawkeye material. It was really good. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Fantastic. But My- the game has the same problem. It's what this get, is repetitive, the same map. Get through that material, you're just like, you know, in in that material is amazing, and that's right. that's the weird thing about it is, the, the material is just through the roof on how good it is graphic wise, the storytelling, the voice that like everything, like the money they're dumping into this game, I don't know how much longer they can support it, because I was just checking out um, a YouTube video today about somebody who's talking about how poorly the game is doing online. 
So they used, I guess, Steam. On Steam, you have a way of tracking who's playing. Like you can look at a game and see who's playing by the hour. Right. And they they're down to like 400 people a day sometimes. That's crazy. Nothing. Right. For traffic on a game like that, right? Like now, this Hawkeye material probably boosted it a little bit, but it's gonna go back down. Obviously, like I said, like for me. So I let me let me. Let me ask you a question though. So real quick, um, when they talk about online, are they talking about people like teaming up and playing like multiplayer online? Or are I don't, talking... I don't know how, I don't know how steam gets their numbers. Okay. Because I was going to say, is that players and, and to your point, I think it's just people on the game playing. Yeah. Well, to be, to, to be, to be quite frank, what I feel about the game is that, and I don't know if they have it, they haven't coded it yet or if they're working on stuff, but from some of the things I was reading, is even with like the Hawkeye mission, like it's almost done after the fact. So there's no interact real interaction with like Hawkeye and Hulk. There's no like speed, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, what's it's the not word? a lot of character interaction. No interaction. Yeah. Character conversation, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, well, like yeah. even, even with everything else, when you have like, you know, the main core characters that were already designed for the yep. game and you're doing a mission, they, they comment on things that are happening or, you know, around them, like Ms. Marvel would be like, Whoa, Hulk, don't be smashing, you know, yep. everything around here. Yep. There wasn't even a lot of that in the content. Like, even like you probably remember there's, there'll be all standing in an elevator or something or a lift right, and right. they have well, like a little side conversation. And it's like, it's just not really there. But then again, I haven't played with the character enough to interacting with, Right. So, I, but I don't think I don't think the dialogue was recorded for that. So that that's to me is the other biggest issue is not just the repetitiveness of if that's the, a word of the maps, but you know, in the same maps and the same things, it's just like kind of like a gear hunt, like you just it's like a yep. slow grind type thing. Yep. But after that, it's like where like you know all these other characters. You said you're going to update this. Like, what are you going to roll a new character out every six months? I think they just it's announced maybe far. Black it's Black Panther. Far. Well, no, that's the next part I was going to get to on this yeah. is uh, Square, uh, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix. They released a um, roadmap for the next year. Okay. And well, not the next year, but, you know, coming this year, the next six months, whatever it is, um, introducing a lot of new things into the game. So they're going to be doing Omega level hives that I guess are a lot harder for those people that are playing multiplayer. Right. But problem with that is you've lost a lot of the hardcore players already right you know what i mean so that's you, well, you needed to do that in the beginning that's what i'm saying dlc um, for a typical video game comes out like maybe four or five months you know but also actually but see now that's not even true because if you buy a season pass especially for a lot of fighting games they release a character every five months right but that's what i'm saying like how it's almost been out for a year already right i forget give or take but those fighting games also have a history that you know you're talking tekken 7 soul right. caliber you know whatever like that's a little different this game has no history behind it but they're also doing um they're increasing the level cap so you can go beyond level 50 they're um adding cross-platform so not cross-platform at least cross cross-generation so if you're on a series xs xbox you can still play you know or ps4 and ps5 people can play together yeah which they should have anyway that should be a given right Especially with the console shortage, that should be a given. Um, the other thing that they're going to have is they're going to have a patrol mode in the wastelands. So part of the Hawkeye content, the, the most recent one, is there's a wasteland in the future. Okay. So they're going to have this like patrol land where you can supposedly do anything you want, 
with your team and have all these extra missions in it and things like that, uh, objectives, um, which might bring that kind of open world gameplay feel, you know what I mean? Where they're, they're more in a sandbox than they are kind of following a kind of story driven mission, so to speak, not story driven, but very singular, singularly, if that's a word, objective, you know, singular, singular objective, singular yes. objective missions. Yeah. I so um, you got that, but the most exciting thing, and you can check out the trailer, there's, there's trailers out there. Uh, they did release a trailer for the Wakanda wars of Wakanda DLC, which they are saying is going to be a mass expansion. Um, Claw is going to be introduced as the villain. So you're going to have another villain to go against with his new character, new, um, you know, underlings based on Claw's, you know, Claw underlings to kind of, you know, make a, make a better, um, more different characters to fight against. Um, also, uh, what's her name? Valerie, the, the woman, if you haven't beaten the game already, spoiler alert, but the woman, I can't remember her name. Yeah. The evil scientist. She's going to be a fightable boss. Okay. Um, as well. And the Wakanda scenery looks amazing from what I saw. Okay, cool. Well, that's uh, so, good. so there's there's things coming, and they said, oh, and then the Marvel Cinematic Universe costumes. So they are going to be doing MCU skins. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, so there's all, and then there was other stuff in there. Um, probably not as important, but there was other like fixes and adjustments and balancing and trying to just you know uh, make the gameplay more finer. And they've said this is not it. They said that they're going to be working on this for years to come. But mm. without a massive expansion that changes the get for the player, it's not going to get better. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to get better. I'm going to play it because I love Marvel so much, right? Like the stuff yeah. comes out, I'll play it, I'll finish it. But after that, I'm just going to put it down again. Right. Right. No, I mean, it's, and that's, that's the thing with games, man. I don't know. I just want to know on that roadmap, um, do they have all the characters they have like winter soldier? No, No, that was just for like this next, like, Oh, I was going to ask if they had Falcon, if they had winter soldier, because the next thing we're going to talk about is Mm -hmm. the Falcon and winter soldier. We're two episodes in right now, KB. And uh, let's talk about that real quick. So we have a couple of minutes before I have to end the call and bring in our next guest. Um, so I just want to talk about our overall feelings so far. It's totally different from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, getting each, more MCU feel here. Yeah. Every episode's got a little bit of, so far of the first two has a little bit of an action, you know, adventure type thing. Uh, we get a little bit of backstory in both Sam and, uh, James Buchanan Barnes, mm-hmm. which I really like. We get to flesh out those characters a little bit as well. Cause you never got to see them enough in the MCU itself. I right. like that we're seeing story and getting to know these characters. And I think that's probably the most important piece of the whole thing, really. Yes. And I love, I love how we're seeing it through flashbacks with uh, Bucky, with all his, the stuff he's done in the past yeah. and the therapist he's working with, which I think is hilarious. And then oh, also that second episode was hilarious. Oh, with the two of them, uh, him and Sam face to face. That's like the probably my favorite part in that whole episode. It just like the comp, they they play off each other so well. Yeah, like they they're just both like very very immature toward each other. But I also love the the. It's not even subtext because he comes right out and sa- says it. But Bucky says, you know, Cap gave you the shield and yeah. you gave it oh, you gave it away. If he if if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about, wrong about me. me. Yeah, 
and that to me is like I, oh. that that i died at that scene i i was like wow that is so perfect. good that is awesome. so good i um i really really like it i also enjoy the fact that they're bringing in um uh he's the new captain america but he's i'm assuming and spoiler alert if you don't what's read it, the what's, comics, it, what's his name is it josh walker or? J- john walker john walker uh, john, aka walker, U- yeah. u.s agent u.s agent and then i can't think of his buddy's name um the code name uh, that he like stars, stars, not star screen. That's a transformer. Uh, I can't remember, but I'm not as familiar with that whole thing in the comic books mm-hmm. or that whole arc. But I just love the fact that he might not be a villain per se. He might eventually turn villainous. This mm-hmm. uh, new Captain America and uh, new sidekick or or new partner. But I really think it's kind of cool because he could turn villain or it could just be like, Hey, like this is what was handed to me. This is the pressure I'm under. I accepted this and I'm just trying to deal with this. Like I'm not trying to replace Steve and maybe yeah. he's getting it wrong along the way, but he's a new captain America. So I don't know. Well, uh, I think, I think the wrong thing to say was there was a part where uh, Bucky was like, Hey, did you, jo-? or I don't know if it was Bucky or I think it was Sam. It, or it was Sam, but they said, but he said, Hey, have you jumped on a grenade before? Oh no, no, that was before. Bucky. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, four times. And it's like, no, Cap fought Thanos. My question would be, have you fought Thanos? You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. just... But I mean, I just, it's it's a symbol. that Right yeah. now, he's he's being used as a symbol to bring heroes. It's basically right. like a government-backed... We, we talked about, you know, Civil War, you know, years ago with the uh, Sokovia Accords. It's like the same thing. It's the same idea yep. with, like, this is a government-controlled... Not even controlled, but, like, you know, it's good... John Walker has the government's backing. He's a governmental yep. Captain America that's going to do what the government wants. So, I mean, that can lead to a lot of He's issues. He's not a pure Captain forward. America. Right. So, I don't know. I, just, I really like it so far. There's a little bit of humor. It's a little bit of drama. There's good a action. Little bit, yeah. Good action. Good, yeah. So, I'm curious. I think they, we're going to have... Um, I was going to say one one last thing from my part is that they didn't, cheese, they didn't cop out on the special effects either, I don't think. No, I mean, yes. So the flag smashers too, by the way, if that's going to be the backing and we kind of led after the end of the second episode and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but they're going to go uh, confer and talk to one of the villains, AKA uh, helmet zero uh, Zemo. Mm -hmm. Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Yeah. I think they call him it's helmet Zemo, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm very curious to see where that goes. Next episode. Is that going to be the same actor from civil war? Yes, it was. They, 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 they showed him at the end of the second episode. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I, I am wondering when he's going to get the purple mask. And when we get to it, when we recap, I'm going to work very hard to get uh, our friend Joe from Whatever yep. Bro Films, who's been on Joe multiple Marvel podcasts with us. We're going to try to get him on. But we're going to take on our first podcast. Man. He was he on our 100th episode, really. Well, I, I don't think he's I don't think we're going to do a Marvel 100th episode. I think we're going to do a best of and then he might be on 101, maybe starting fresh. Hmm. on another on another that would be good too yeah put him on 101 maybe we'll do that at the tail end of uh falcon and winter soldier so that sounds good but we're going to take a break right now ladies and gentlemen those listening and those viewing the podcast we're going to just come right back but those listening to the podcast we'll take a break and we'll be back with a very special guest to talk everything about justice league snyder cut on hbo max after these messages we'll be right back 4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh, locally sourced media. 
In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. The cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer Nick as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes Jelly for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the Moon Tribe Tarot YouTube page. Are you more of a video gamer? Well, 4041 Media is home to a number of different Twitch streamers. Check out Mr. Bojangles1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo508 is all about low-key game streaming. And Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guest and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media. Fresh locally sourced media and welcome back to the free your geek podcast i am your host jay free and we have wrapped up all the talk of uh falcon and winter soldier the suicide squad movie marvel's avengers video game that kb wanted to talk about and kb had to jump out so i just upgraded my co-host a little bit here uh you may remember this gentleman from the band sweet babylon on one of the episodes way back in the day called geek speak with sweet babylon ladies and gentlemen my co-host for the second half of this podcast who is going to regale me with his review of the Snyder cut of the justice league movie, Mr. Kyle Platt, Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So that was all off the dome, man. First of all, I got to say, and I I mentioned this to you before, I already like how you set up your room. I see the justice league DVD (laughs) right behind you. Yeah. Set it right up. (laughs) I love the mic right there. You're you're rocking the new justice league shirt, which I absolutely love. That's, that's That's phenomenal. And uh, I, I, that Batfleck. You have, yes, we'll get to that in a second. And uh, over your, I believe it's your left shoulder. I don't know how, if this thing is mirrored or not. I'm assuming it is. Yeah, we have, uh, why don't you let us in on who that uh, funny creature is? So that, that that creature that's over there, that's Tommy the Giraffe from our band, uh, Sweet Babylon. Um, he's actually, if, uh, if you're familiar with the band, he's actually on each and every single one of our album covers. He's all the way in the back in that one. And he's also in the mugshot ones of our new album, New Beginnings. Uh, he's been our mascot since basically the beginning of the band. Uh, the band started 10 years ago this year, uh, 2011 we started. And uh, 
yeah, man, it's crazy. It's been a crazy journey. It's, it's, it's been fun to have him around. And, uh, I mean, I know he looks very excited to be here, but I'm excited. <laughs> Dude, I, I got to say, so I, a couple of questions before we actually have you um, get into the Justice League Snyder Cut movie. And I will say, if I didn't mention it in the opening uh, intro that I did of the podcast, uh, for those watching the video, we are going to spoil this movie. So uh, just be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, but I want to go before we even get there, Kyle, I want to talk about uh, Sweet Babylon. Like, I, I love your band. I, I love your music. Uh, it would be it would be more of a of a ska punk if if I'm not mistaken if like genre wise like that's what I'd I'd call it yep. uh, a lot of like comedy songs too if 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 I'm not overstepping a little bit um, um yeah but I, I think I think you know I love I love the kind of like the mix uh, that you have uh, but obviously we're in the middle of this pandemic so uh, what are you in the band doing to to keep yourself busy. Um, as of right now, what we've been currently doing is basically we have a practice every week. We've been uh, working on some uh, new material. Uh, we're getting ready to, we're trying to hopefully have a show at the end of the year uh, to celebrate our 10 years this year. So that would be the goal. Um, but as of right now, we're just taking our time as everyone else is. We're just, you know, writing new songs, getting ready for album number four. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're just trying to figure out ways uh, to, basically get people out there that's why we started actually our, our new website uh where you can buy physical copies of our cds um if you don't mind me plugging in that's oh, no, sweet please, babylon <laughs> that's sweet babylon dot big cartel dot com okay um and i i physically wrap it up myself and i mail it to you um it's it's been fun we got a couple of orders we have one of our t-shirts on there as well so it's it's really cool to, to send out merch to the people and uh, i try to put a little personal thing in there uh, with every order just to, as a big thank you um, we still have our Bandcamp account as well um, to do digital uh, music as well because I know everybody's not into the physical stuff so if you go to bandcamp.com uh, sweetbabylon.bandcamp.com you can buy our music there digitally um, yeah uh, besides that uh, we've been just basically just working on new music we're, we're trying to make sure that the dust isn't you know getting too hard on our shoulders I mean I mean, last year we were planning on doing a lot more. It's crazy to think that 2020 is already done. Um, the, we did a couple shows last year. Um, and in 2019, like we got to open up for the Mighty Mighty Boston's at Hampton Beach. And we were kind of like excited to like see where 2020 was going to lead us. And sadly, it uh, didn't just affect us. It affected the entire world, sadly. So, um, but, uh, you know. One day at a time. That's why we look at it, and we're hoping for 2021 to be kind of that uh, switch. Um, it's he's already got his uh, his vaccine rolling. I'm still slacking, but I'm gonna be again on that, and uh, hopefully we're gonna be uh, out on the road soon, and hopefully with some bigger things. And can't wait for that new album to come out because I'm Dude, telling you right now, I'm excited for it. I I can tell by just either your voice, man, like the excitement in your voice, your tone. So I'm I'm excited for you, and I, I really want to kind of go back real quick, and we'll uh, we'll put all your all your uh, your websites, uh, all your plugs, we'll plug all, all the things that in the description of the podcast, and I'll, I'll even like share it to Facebook and whatnot on our page, and I'll tweet it out and all that fun stuff. But what I really like that you said right there is like even just the DIY, you're doing everything yourself with the physical copies of the CDs, even if you put like a little personalized thank you, I, I think that's great. I think you know. Uh, to your point, like, I think the momentum for everybody got stalled in 2020. Like everything was like, everybody had like things going on and everything just grinded, grinded. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to grind it to a halt. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's stuff, that, but it's cool that you're taking that and you're kind of segueing. okay, well, you know what? 10 year anniversary of the band's formation. We're going to be working on a new album. We're going to be doing all these other things. So even though you can't necessarily go out there and play for crowds right now, and where you had that momentum going, at least now you can say, okay, well, we're staying focused. We're, we're doing what we need to do at this time right now. And then hopefully, like you said, by the summer, everything i mean i don't think the the virus is going away anytime soon but if you know people that choose to get vaccinated or don't mind going out and wearing masks to these shows and you know for for lack of a better term like keeping safe even at these shows but still going out and have like partying and have a good time and listen to good music mm-hmm. i definitely think uh i i, I wish the, the the best for you for you guys for that because i'd love to be able to go to a, a show you know when you guys are have, have like a summer show because i i got my first shot of uh, i get my first vaccine so i'm uh, on my way to getting vaccinated so I'd, I'd be right out there i don't know if i'm a little too old to like mosh pit or anything else that might be happening at your shows uh so i might i might be just be back chilling with like a lighter swinging it back and forth <laughs> yeah. but uh you know i'll be I mean, i'll be enjoying myself man yeah i mean it's uh with uh the way like last year we did a couple shows um during covid um, we did get to experience it like it, it just felt different uh, from that aspect of like we're playing we played a couple shows behind plexiglass uh, we did a couple shows where you know people in the audience had the masks on we were further away you know it, it, it's like you know people had to sit down for the shows um, so it's definitely different especially when you're playing behind plexiglass I'm gonna say during the whole show I had to keep constantly staring at myself because the lights are on and it's just a mirror so you can't see anybody you're like hey this guy this guy's really enjoying the show yeah yeah all right this guy he knows every word all right (laughs) but uh yeah i I mean i'm totally with you like i I would love to you know start heading out more um but obviously we want people to be safe as well um especially you know i'm not going to be in the mosh pit either i just turned 30 this year and uh i'm currently I'm the end point of a, of, of a back injury earlier in March, I threw out my back and it's slowly getting back to normal. So yay old age, you know, that's, it is what it is. You, but. you, you sleep, you sleep wrong. And then you have to be like in a wheelchair for like three days. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. get that. I get that. No, I t- totally. Um, one of the other cool things I want to mention before we get into the justice league and I, I'll, uh, we can talk about it if you want. And then this is, this is going to be kind of like from left field and a curveball. So I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass you too much. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it, but I have to say your TikToks. I, I, <laughs> I love, love, love watching you on TikTok. Um, because not only do you do like comedy sketches on there, but you can also show off some of your, your singing ability and your vocal range. There's, I don't know her name, so I'm going to butcher this, but there's a woman on there that asks you to duet a bunch of stuff. And I think my favorite TikTok of you is when you're doing the verse of Among Us. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like, I, I, I highly recommend uh, that. Her, so, her name was uh, Alexa Chalnik. Okay. That's, so, that's yeah. So what she basically does is she always does something. Uh, she basically sings whatever like pop culture. I don't know if it's the same woman, but I know somebody else does. There's another one, a uh, similar woman who sings uh, from the opposite end, opposite perspective of whatever the song might be. Um, mm-hmm. So like uh, she, she does, there's another girl that does one that's, she sings it from the vantage point of Delilah from uh, the plain white tees. Hey there, Delilah. So it's the same mm-hmm. song, but she does the verse from the other side, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But this is a little bit different because she's, this woman talks about different things with like pop culture or whatever else is going on. Mm-hmm. And then like gives the, 
duetter. I don't know if that's a whoever's doing the duet with her. I don't know what the the proper phrasing is for that to like sing a sing a verse and respond to what she's saying. So she does a whole thing about Among Us, and you talk about how you know uh, I, I forget I, I don't play the game, but I, I know like you know who who the uh, who who the real uh, killer is and all that fun stuff on Among Us, whatever you call the the terminology. I'm, this is why I sound it. Um. So I just I just really <laughs> um. enjoyed it. Yeah, the uh, that was a, a songwriting challenge. That that's why I I love doing, uh, try to be as creative as I possibly can. Um, my uh, my TikTok I, I started doing um, because of the you know the coronavirus and keeping indoors. Like uh, I was really bored. Um, you know I uh, I used to make YouTube videos when I was younger. Um, you can find them on YouTube somewhere. Uh, I've done all of Sweet Babylon's music videos so far, um, where I filmed it, edited. I, I even did a TV show for um, basically just a little bit before the band started. We, we it was a, a late night TV show where it was called Late Night with Uncle Fright, uh, where I was the editor, director, writer. And I wasn't a personality on the camera. I just was behind the scenes and it was a lot of fun doing that. And I'm all self-taught. Um, that was the really cool thing. Uh, I, I got to expend on it more when I was in high school, but uh, yeah, when the band started, I, I just uh, kind of focused more on the band. And then when we had COVID, I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe I can start hopping on these uh, TikToks. So my accounts for TikTok is, is the same as most of my other accounts is at Mr. Kyle Platt. Um, but uh you know, the stuff that I do is, you know, either movies that I like where it's the audio and I try to act it out like Mrs. Doubtfire. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. I love any Robin Williams movies. Um, hence, I don't know if you, that row that I'm pointing at, it's all Robin Williams movies going up the wall. Uh, wow. But uh, so for, for, those, um, for those from the audio, there's the, uh, listening to audio only. There's probably, I'd say, was that 15 to 20, maybe a little bit more. Nope. There's this whole area is all DVDs, including down here. Uh, but I'm saying yeah, for, it's quite for a big Robin, wall. Robin Williams, like that row. Oh, how many? How many? Yeah, like fifteen to twenty at least. Uh, I'd say maybe twenty-five. For okay. A little bit yeah. Because so, okay. I even got like random things as well. But um, you know, it's uh, basically what I look for is like I try to do stuff that I find funny. Like I've done Robin Williams. I've done a couple of Jim Carrey stuff. I did some Chris Farley skits. Um, I just I love comedy and trying to represent it without being disrespectful or anything like that. But when it comes to like that uh, Alexa Chalnik um, TikTok where I, I sing Among Us, that was creative for me because she wrote just her part and she wanted people to write their own parts. So that was kind of a creative thing for me to do where I have not played Among Us either, um, but my drummer Lenny does. And uh, he's told me basically like how the game works. And uh, I just wanted to write a, a funny skit where it's like, okay, how can I deny that I killed somebody uh, without trying to, you know, without trying to get caught. So th th I'm not going to spoil how I do it, but uh, you know, it's funnier things like that where um, I'm also trying to work on, you know, doing more stuff where I'm singing as well uh, because that's just fun to experience like, you know, doing stuff with your own voice instead of just using the audios that they give to you. Um, 
yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I did. See, and you did a couple of duets, I think, just like regular singing duets with other people too, right? Where they'd, yes. they on the TikTok, they do, they let you do side by side, and then they have the the text saying, "This is going to be my part. This is your part. This is your like." So when they put the almost like karaoke, and you guys do duets together, and and I just think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really good. And I did see like uh, you know, speaking of Jim Carrey, I believe you did like a Grinch skit. Um, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah this, so <laughs> I I love the fact that you're so creative. You actually kind of remind me a little bit of of me but you're just way more musically inclined and, and talented than i am in that but yeah I, i'm in the same boat like i love doing comedy stuff i love doing videos i love i love creating you know what i mean like i do i my my creating and, and it's a little bit different from like writing songs but uh, i'm part of a this is going to be sound super nerdy but this is for your geeks so i do a, a dungeons and dragons game where we write our own like adventures and stuff like that so i just wrote like a six chapter adventure that like I did like all the lore and stuff it's super nerdy but it's just like it's my own you know mind coming up and it had a lot of homage to uh both Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the sister spin-off series Angel where I just did a bunch of characters and names and stuff and had it all influenced with that but it was just like I just ran a campaign with that and it was kind of fun so I, I like to write stories I like doing video I like to edit audio and video hence why we're doing zoom recordings now for our podcast so i can do both an, an audio and a video component uh like we used to do when we had a studio so i love doing all that and then yeah just just the fact that uh, the comedy aspect uh, my best friend and i um used to do improv videos all the time every sunday we used to call it weekend wrap up and we would just sit in front we'd have a black and white uh filter kind of like what we're doing uh, that i'm doing now with, with the video and we just sit on the couch and we just riff off each other and just try to be funny for like 10 minutes and then we'd cut it all together and edit it and then put it out and had a small little following and then it kind of fell off like everything else does but yeah i'm glad i'm glad at least in the pandemic with a lot you know it's it's tough everybody's kind of home you're finding a lot of creative outlets to keep busy to to just keep your mind occupied, but also like cultivate that talent even further that you have, because you are very funny. You, you do have a great uh, singing voice, you, you know, and all of that, just, you can really see that kind of shine through in your TikToks, you know, and, and whatnot. So yeah, we'll definitely link out to that in the show notes as well, but definitely uh, check him out because Kyle's got some great stuff. Um, speaking, you speaking, you're very <clears throat> welcome. Speaking of great stuff. Uh, you reached out to me a while ago and you said, hey, man, when are you doing an episode on the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Because I want in. <laughs> and luckily for you, sir, uh, KB has not watched it yet. And four hours is a big commitment uh, for any of us right now. But, um, you know, being a fan of the DC movies, we were uh, pre- previously you were not here for this, but we talked about the Suicide Squad. Uh, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, the Red Band trailer that dropped looks phenomenal. I'm so glad he's going to put all these obscure characters and bring them to the forefront, even if he kills them off. I can't wait to see what they're <laughs> going to do with that. But on more of a darker level, if you will, a grittier level, not even darker, let's say grittier, um, we have the Snyder Cut version of the Justice League. So I'm going to let Kyle kind of take the lead with this and run with this, but I want him to review what he loves about this movie. So there are going to be spoilers. So I want him to just to give his overall thoughts of the movie, some of the things that he liked and how it like almost exceeds expectations. Because for those unaware, uh, Snyder did have to drop out when the original film was being made. I think, I don't, wasn't sure if it was his daughter or somebody in the family had passed. So he had to yeah. step down and Joss Whedon stepped in. And uh, again, I love Joss Whedon's mind. Apparently, you know, the, the blowback that's coming for him now uh, you know, with him being a, a difficult director to work for or mind to work for. 
Um, that's neither here nor there for any of us to judge, but his vision versus Snyder's vision from what I've seen so far. If I, and to be quite frank, I think I'm on part four. It's, it's really cool because they break it into like different parts, like different chapters Chapter, almost. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just start, I just think I just started chapter four. So I believe I'm like halfway done. And I, I like what I see. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's a big time commitment. And when you're working, you know, a nine to five and you got other stuff going on, it's kind of tough to like, be like, Hey, take four hours at the end of the night to, to do this. And, you know, but I want to kind of uh, turn the reins over to you, sir. I want you to uh, give me your overall thoughts and then I'll tell you what I like so far when we get to that. If we get to that part, I'll tell you my favorite part so far of the four chapters that I've seen. So please take it away, sir. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, all right, my turn. Um, but uh, the Justice League that we got originally in 2017, I remember being so stoked um, just because like, hey, we get to see, you know, Ben Affleck come back as Batman. Um for me personally, uh, for I know a lot of people are against Affleck and like they don't like his portrayal of Batman. To tell you the truth, after watching the Snyder Cut, I've my band is so against Affleck to a certain extent. Like they're, they're like he's not the best one. All right, relax. But for me, I really do feel like he, this movie truly has him shine as Bruce Wayne. Um, the four-hour running time for me personally. Um, I, I mean, I sat through Avengers Endgame, which was over three hours long, um, you know, with it just being an extra hour longer. For me, I was like, you know, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to sit down. I, I set up my couch and I was just like, OK, let's do this. I'm going to have a big drink right on the side. We're going to just relax. We're going to see what happens. Pause for pee breaks. But, you know, otherwise, I'm gonna, <laughs> if I was in the theater, I would have rushed to the bathroom and came right back. You know, it's um, it definitely was. Uh, worth the wait. Uh, I was saying uh, to some friends where I was just like, you know, this version of the movie, I don't think we would have gotten 2017, you know, minus his daughter passing and stuff like that, which I really do feel like um, it was a good move on his end to be like, hey, I'm going to be there for my family. This movie can wait. Um, I really felt Warner Brothers probably should have waited and probably... um, you know, went with Zach's ideas and stuff like that. I know there was a lot of fighting in between uh, on both ends, but uh, I feel like that they should probably should have just, you know, waited for him to finish it up only because it's just like that. That's a family tragedy and, you know, no job comes before no, fa- family. family comes first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I would, um, I would argue real quick. Cause I just want to do a quick counterpoint to that. I would argue that it's a good thing that they didn't wait for him because my thought would be was like, was, what would the studio have him cut from that movie yeah. with all the backlash that, you know, has happened. And now that they said that, Hey, this was not Snyder's vision. Like now we can see mm-hmm. the unedited unbridled vision that he had for this movie, which is mm-hmm. from what I've seen so far. Awesome. By the way, I, I just wanted to put that out there, but please. Continue. Yeah. What I, what I was going to also um, say with that is that um, even though that they didn't wait for him to finish it, when he did finish it, there's a lot of added things that he didn't even originally plan on. Like we got to see Jared Leto um, for those, like we said, it's spoilers. Uh, we get to see Martian Manhunter and uh, it is so amazing to see these characters being brought back. I really said to a lot of people that this movie was going to be Ben Affleck's and Jared Leto's redemption because going back to Ben Affleck, I was saying he makes an incredible Bruce Wayne. I, 100% believe he is the best Bruce Wayne. 
Um, when it comes to Batman, I would love to see his own solo movie to ex- experience him in his own element as Batman, because I feel like with we have two movies now where he had to share that that spotlight so he doesn't get those big action scenes like we got to see in Batman vs. Superman the Ultimate Edition. We got to see a little bit more. We got to see a uh, deeper, deeper dive into that. And we got to see that awesome uh, fight sequence when we, he's trying to save Martha. Martha. No, uh, but in Justice League, we get to see, you know, um, a little bit more of that. And we get to see a lot more of him as Bruce Wayne. And I really do believe that he fully gets it. Like he, he said himself, he's a comic book fan. We're not going to count Daredevil here. We're going to talk about the DC. We're not talking Marvel. Uh, but I really do believe that he understood what he was getting uh, asked to do. They were going for the Dark Knight comics, Frank Miller version. And he delivered on that. I really feel like that his character is definitely going through a lot of trauma. And he obviously went through the, uh, Robin's death. Um, as you see in Batman vs. Superman, he has the suit. Uh, they will extend on that uh, with the Joker. So I am telling you the nightmare sequence because you haven't gotten to it yet. No. It is my favorite part of the movie. Um, but going, so let's go from the beginning. Yeah. And then get to your part and then we'll go to the end. Sure. Let's let's do it. Um, it starts off with Superman's death at Batman versus Superman. It doesn't start off with those two boys. Hey, tell me about your life and uh, how you like Earth with the, the mustache CGI. You know, it was when I saw that in theaters, I'm like, what's up in his face? What's going on here? You know, it, it was definitely like already a bad start with Snyder's cut. It starts off correct where it's like, hey, we're starting right as soon as uh, he was penetrated, uh, where he penetrates um, Doomsday, and we get to, to see him die basically all over again. So you get those emotions all over again. And it's also for the people that have not seen Batman versus Superman. This is something where it explains it quick. It's not like, hey, we have to explain exactly what happened. We just show you. We show Luther in, in the uh, spaceship, and then we get to... We, we go, what is that? Like, if this is your first time watching any of the DC movies, you go, what's that? You'll see it later on in the movie. Um, a lot of the same plot points from the Snyder uh, and the uh, Josh Whedon cut are kind of similar, but it's completely different. Where I, I know that's, you're like, wait, what? How is it possible? What I'm saying is a lot of Zach's main plot points was in the Whedon cut. And this one, he gets to expand on it. With four hours, he gets to go individually to each character and explain who they are, what their special talents are, why they the, the, they feel the way that they feel. And I just feel like, you know, we don't get a, oh, I'm not a real superhero from Flash in this version. I see like, hey, I'm one of the best here and I deserve to be here because like in Whedon's cut, it feels like, why are you here? You know, if right. you feel like you're not going to be able to do this, then why are you here? Um, when it comes to Aquaman, uh, personally, I love that he had more of a grit to him. Uh, then that's the first basic, uh, the scene right after we see the death, we see him, uh, see Bruce Wayne go and get Aquaman, which I believe we saw in the, the, the Whedon version as well. Well, I don't want to say Whedon, but the original version, but this gets expanded on as well. And the one thing that I loved that they did not do that Whedon did. Whedon had that stupid wall in the on the side. You see Bruce look to the side, and it it's supposed to explain the mother boxes. They did not have that in this version because it didn't make any sense. It, it's like what 
Why would that be over there? Why would this random town know about the mother boxes when Aquaman himself is, he knows that it's in a secret location and he knows, you know, like it's not supposed to be talked about to city people. Like what, what is that for? Right. So I love that they, they kind of made it more like how we saw the original trailer in 2016, where it's like, he, he seems more pissed off that you're in my area instead of like, you're just crazy, Batman. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not dealing with you, man. You're crazy. And I'm just going to dive away. What I will say that I thought was kind of weird, but funny at the same time was when Aquaman's going back to the water and he's like, you crazy Bruce Wayne, the random towns, people start singing. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> I liked it, but I was just like, Bruce Wayne's just like, what's going on? <laughs> okay all right we're singing all right i'm gonna go and he just takes off then we uh we start with uh wonder woman we get to see um that scene uh where they go to the i guess it's like um a museum and the children are there for a field trip and then it gets uh taken by terrorists um i like that they expanded that and we get our first curse words in the beginning of this scene so we get to see them dropping f-bombs and then once you hear that f-bomb in this version compared to the other version you're just like oh yeah this is rated r i'm excited you get really excited by just hearing the one curse word and you're just like okay cool like what i'm gonna say is that if you want to watch this with your kids watch the josh version because it's more oriented towards kids and I feel like it's going to be something that's not going to really affect them because they're kids. They're not going to really understand like what's going on. Like, you know, the whole fear tagline was kind of silly for me, but for a kid that works for a kid, you know, like, Oh yeah, they, they smell fear and they have the random Russian family and stuff like that. So it's just like, okay, these things work for a kid for an adult where it's just like, Hey, you're going to see Batman possibly kill somebody you're going to see wonder woman kill somebody you know it's it's more of like if you're willing to be an adult about this watch this movie right um so when we see you know wonder woman kicking ass in the, the her very first scene it's just like okay all right here we go you know i'm in i'm in um what i love uh, another thing that i love about this movie is when we get to cyborg this is cyborg's movie uh, I know I was talking about Bruce Wayne and how like it's his journey to get everybody together, but you gotta love that cyborg story is finally being told. And you know, Ray Fisher was saying all this stuff about Whedon, where it's just like he cut out a lot of my movie, uh, like a lot of me out of the movie, and he treated us like crap on set. Like it's like when you see the the actual version of it, you're just like, why? Why do we cut all this stuff? There's so much family plot lines where you just it, there's more emotion involved, where it's just like. Okay, so like the mother box is in, he has a messed up family, whatever, it's okay. It's like every single person that we get to, we get more emotion and we get more like, hey, that's me in there. Like that's, I, I could relate to this character or I could relate to that character. Um, so seeing Cyborg as, uh, as a teenager being stripped, uh, his childhood basically stripped away, his family taken away from him, you know, it's, it's definitely... Um, kind of a like a more hard-hitting version he has he has that animosity toward his father right right off yeah. the bat because you know it shows him at the uh, football game 
with him and his mother and he uh, right and he has he does like this awesome play i don't know if he's a quarterback or receiver uh, i can't remember off the top of my head but he's like he evades like all these tackles and scores a touchdown and he looks up in his mother's cheering and then his dad's not there because his dad's you know typical it's a it's a stereotypical like oh he's working he's trying to provide for the family but it's also seen as oh my father's kind of cold and distant from the rest of the family type of thing yeah um, the, the one thing that, um, when I first saw, um, the justice league movies and stuff like that, like whether it's Whedon, but watching the, uh, the Snyder cut as well. Um, it personally just makes me smile every time we see cyborg's dad, because for me, I love the blues brothers and his dad is in blues brothers 2000 where he plays the other brother and i'm just like yo all right cool i'm seeing him in a movie again all right this is great and i, I know he's a well-talented actor he's a great singer as well but it was just like kind of exciting to see him you know where it's like oh, all right cool all right let's, let's like see that. where he goes that's cool yeah my uh favorite i don't know if it comes up to that point if we're gonna get there but uh the flash introduction where he is applying for the mm-hmm. job I don't know if we want to talk about that or if you're going to, you're going to get to that, but that's been my favorite part of the movie so far. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, yeah, I, uh, God, no, 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 I, no, no. So I, I, I love, uh, I love how he's like, he's, you know, we, we've seen the scene, we have seen the scene where, you know, Bruce Wayne's at his place and he throws the batarang and everything gets slowed down. I think there was like a, a statistic online about how much like slow motion they use in this movie. But I love the fact that he's applying for this job at like this pet store and i'm assuming uh, he makes eye contact with this gorgeous woman i'm assuming it's going to be iris uh, i'm assuming mm-hmm. that's supposed to be iris and uh she gets into a kerfuffle with a you know it's, it's a stereotypical guy driving a big rig drops his burger and now all of a sudden his car is about to collide with her she goes flying through the air and everything slows down and barry allen rushes out saves her my, makes eye contact with her and the the car i think also hits like a hot dog uh, hot dog stand so he ends up the the, the woman who's uh, interviewing him she looks around for him and then he's in the pen with the dogs and he's got like a hot dog and I just I thought it was like for all the seriousness and grit of the movie I think that was just a, like a great point where it's kind of like a little bit light to just kind of lighten the mood just a little bit and I feel it was a good mm-hmm. break from like all the, the all the dark which I think is a good mix uh, and a balance that you have to kind of make there too. I uh, I definitely feel like his comic relief for this movie is done correctly in this version where i feel like there's too many like flash jokes that are like it's not landing correctly um and in the whedon version everybody's telling jokes for no reason like bruce wayne is not really a jokester like he'll make like his one joke where i was like that's a bruce wayne line is oh what's your superpower i'm rich like that's a super like that's a batman line like that's a batman joke where he's like you know he he knows that he's very somber and he's very like he's he's been tormented for years like he's he doesn't have like the luxury like everybody else had he lost his parents even though he's rich doesn't mean that he had a great life um so when we get to hear lines like oh did steve trevor tell you that like it's like oh what what shut up what are you talking about you know it's um it's uh it's it's kind of refreshing to see these jokes land a lot better where he was like he pulls out the hot dog and he's like oh yeah you know these dogs like when they when they get scared it's better to have a meat treat for them and stuff like that i'm like that's brilliant um but uh that scene alone like it it just gives him more 
of humanity like even with the scenes with his father in the jail and stuff like that like you feel that but like when you see like just the just like the generic like oh uh, a resume oh here you go like right you know, all like the cr- little idiosyncrasy paper, like yeah it's like that's real like that happens like everybody has that happen to them where they're just like oh shit i i forgot my uh my uh my resume at home and stuff like that even though he could go all right, right here's right, my resume right. you know um but um he uh ezra miller i'm uh seeing him in this version makes me excited for the flashpoint movie like i am so ready to see what he's going to accomplish next and um it, it definitely was like kind of like a breath of fresh air to see like them from the standpoint um when we uh, but going back to what you're saying about the slow motion out of this movie i will say my only big gripe that i have like it's not it's not a real gripe but it's like we probably could have cut down some of the running time to get rid of the slow motion uh not everything had to be in slow motion that's my only problem is because like i love the plot points but there's one scene where uh the amazonians are running away when steppenwolf comes in and she's like she's running away obviously in the tunnel and it's in slow motion and i understand that like yeah that's an intense shot but then when she's out she's running away but she's like this big on the screen and there's nothing else except scenery in this one person and she's running away in slow motion i'm like you didn't you didn't need that there right you don't right. need that you, there you're gonna put that in real, more uh, real time and uh the cyborg scene where they're all screaming in the crowd yay like yeah. they're all in slow motion you don't need that right you could have did that in real time like if you want to slow it down just a little bit but i do want to i want to say one thing before we before we move on to which one thing regarding the flash because you mentioned the flashpoint movie um are you a fan and this is just off the cuff but are you a fan of any of the cw shows uh the dc so, CW shows so I have not seen uh, many of the, the shows like my drummer is and my uh, bass player are. They've uh, watched all the uh, seasons of Flash, Green Arrow, uh, Supergirl. I, I love the fact that Kevin Smith got involved with that stuff as well, where it's just like, cool, we finally get to see Kevin direct stuff uh, where it's like DC related. Um, but uh, for me, I have not catch, uh, caught up on it. Like I have not caught up on Gotham but I understand that they're doing a great job. Well, like no, if I, I was to tell you what TV show, oh, I no, was going to say, if yeah. I was to tell you what TV show, what show I used to watch back in love the day. Well, who, who didn't love Terry <laughs> Hatcher? Clark? Who did not love Terry Hatcher? She, you know, she's timeless. Great Lois. Yeah. No, but what, what, what the, uh, the reason I was going to point out is, so, I don't know if any of your band members spoiled it for you, but last season before COVID, they did a whole crisis on infinite earths where they had all the multiverse collide. Oh, and uh, yeah, and I read uh, Ezra Miller. Sorry, I was going to say showed up and he saw our Barry Allen from the CW. And what happened was he's like, who are you? And our Barry Allen on the CW show, uh, Grant Gustin goes, I'm the flash. He's like the flash. That's a good. So I think that's how he's going to get his name is he's going to go back mm-hmm. in time and see Grant Gustin in the multiverse when he opens up, you know, when the the, the universes start uh, separating, because at the end of the crisis storyline, the crossover they did, um, they combined all the CW shows in the one universe, but then it essentially reset the multiverse. So now the movies are one multiverse, uh, the HBO Max series are on different universes and multiverses too. So like Swamp Thing and Titans and all that are all different 
universes. So I think it's really cool that they ended up sneaking him in. And if you haven't seen it, I'll uh, I'll send you the uh, the YouTube video of that. Um, I, uh, mix. I remember cool. them uh, talking about uh, that episode because like I remember hearing um, we were going to hear Mark Hamill. Uh, not Mark Hamill. Uh, we were going to see Kevin Conroy as Batman. I remember hearing that we were going to see the return of, um, see, I forgot the actor's name who plays Superman. Uh, Dean Todd, Todd Ingram. No, 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 no. no. Was, Todd, Todd Ingram from Scott Pilgrim. He played Superman in Superman oh, uh, 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 Returns, I think. Yeah, he plays, well, he plays Ray Palmer in Legend. Well, he was playing Dr. Ray Palmer in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Brandon Routh is uh, All right. the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, he played, he played the Adam on uh on the dc's legends of tomorrow he was on arrow as the adam and then he segued over to dc legends of tomorrow but then he played he double duty he played clark kent and uh, ray palmer like you know mm-hmm. back to back so i thought it was kind of cool that is really cool but uh, um yeah. i love that the you got, you got Ooh, sorry. sorry i was gonna say i love no. that dc is uh is finally given like fans like like it seems like they're they're trying to do their best with pleasing fans. Like I know the TV shows have been trying to give more and more because like, hey, this is every week. Like we have to deliver every week for us to continue on this, the the show and keep it going. Uh, when it comes to the movies, like I really feel like our Justice League that we got in 2017 was a very big letdown for me personally. I kept trying to tell the band, I'm like, yeah, Batfleck was awesome in that. And they're like, what are you, crazy? Like, he wasn't good. And I'm like, no, 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 he, he was good. Like, please, just believe me. And then, like, when the Snyder Cut came out, uh, as of late, as of right, as I am recording this with you, the band talked to me last practice where they were saying, oh, we started watching it. Uh, my drummer, Lenny, he finished it. He said, oh, I thought it was great. Uh, my bass player is still watching it as of as far as I know right now but they, they seem to enjoy it more where I'm just like, all right, this is what I want, you know? Like, but what I feel is um, to skip forward a little bit as we uh, like, as we deal with Steppenwolf and everything like that, we go into the nightmare sequences on multiple parts of the movie too. We see the nightmare sequences, but it's in Cyborg's nightmare that we see a different version of the nightmare sequence, but then we see, bruce wayne's nightmare sequence all the way at the end um it leaves you wanting more and the fans are like please give us more we want more we want to see more of the snyder cut um it just it it's a completely different movie for me personally where like steppenwolf looks completely different right seems more of a of like a force not to be messed with but then again it kind of reminds me of um you know, like, like, hey, I'm I'm this big bad guy, but you don't you don't even know what's behind me. Like, and we're talking about you know, Dark Side, and you know, like when you see Dark Side for the first time, it's like, oh my god, dude! I remember playing, I mean, watching video, um, what reading comic books of Dark Side and just being like, oh my god, man! Like, if they ever made him into a movie version, like, I wonder what that would be like. And we finally see it, like, I I you know, to, to, to wonder why he was cut from the original movie blows my mind. You know, like, it's like, why would you, why would you cut this out? But I feel like maybe this was uh, just a cut for time where they were just like, this is going to be way too long if we keep it. But I'm just like, well, that's just lazy writing. Cause then you have no chance of a sequel. And the way that the movie kind of ended for 
2017's version is we see them on top of like whatever the you know Steppenwolf was in I guess it's like a crater type thing or whatever it was up like I don't know yeah uh but uh they're, they're standing on top of it and then we get credits and we um we see Lex Luthor and Deathstroke and they're like, we're going to start our own league. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we getting a sequel? What, what, what does that mean? Do we get a sequel? And like nothing came from it. So we got uh, an Aquaman after this version. We got a Wonder Woman after this version. And it's just like, it, it's like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense now with the Snyder version where um, I forgot who said it, but they were just like, oh, you know how like, um, you know, uh, Aquaman has to fight to get through to get uh, like his mother's like trident and stuff like that here in the movie. Uh, Willem Dafoe's like, oh, here's here's your mother's trident and throws it down at him. I'm just like, oh, that was easy. Right? Willem Dafoe, by the way, yeah. I was so happy to see him. I was going to say, I was he... like, yay. I was like, Green Goblin's in this? That's kind of cool. Um, that's a yes. Spider-Man reference for all those newbies that are on here. Um, no, Don't but, tell Harry. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the, only, the only major issues I have, and it's more because I don't, I don't mind it being dark. I've, I've kind of come to grips, and I don't know how you feel about uh, Batman versus Superman as a movie. We had a podcast. See, we had a podcast early on where – my co-host KB ripped it to shreds. I wrote a whole like blog about it that I was not a fan of it, but that's more the purest mm -hmm. of me that the fact that I still don't like seeing, like, I, I agree with you that I, I love Batfleck. Don't get me wrong. I loved how he played Bruce. I love the Batman aspect of it. I like the, the scene in Batman versus Superman where he like, I believe, I think it's like he takes out like all these, it's like in a warehouse or something where he comes up through the floor. And, and I love mm -hmm. all that. That was great. My problem is, is that, I still, and granted, like knowing that it was like more of a Dark Knight Returns Batman is kind of like set that at ease. But my issue was that he was way too loosey goosey with like, like ex thing, making things explode and and destroying things. Like I'm like, this is Batman. Batman's got one rule: he does not kill. You know, and that's that's his whole thing. So this is a Batman that's kind of lost his way now that I understand that. But still, my biggest yeah. my biggest gripe, and it's. I get it to an extent, but it, to me, it was like a couple of different plot points and I might be totally wrong and correct me if I'm wrong, but I mentioned this way back when we did the Batman versus Superman episode, you have one side of the Bay is Metropolis. And then you have the other side of the Bay is Gotham. So there's only water separating the two. So the whole problem with Batman and Batman versus Superman is Clark Kent, AKA Superman has a problem with Batman. It takes nothing for him to fly across the bay and find him and take care of him. It'd be super easy, no pun intended, for him to do that. I still want to like hold true to like, okay, well, Smallville should be in Kansas. Metropolis is the you know big city in the state of Kansas. That's why you know you go from from uh, Smallville to Metropolis. Maybe it's a couple hour drive or whatever, and that's fine because I, I grew up you know with Smallville. I don't know if you've ever seen Smallville, but I kind of like how they set that up. That you know, Smallville. Oh, it's we got to drive into the city. It's gonna. It's like for me, from driving from from our area up to Boston. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I get that. You know, we're in like these small small towns and or whatever small cities, and we got to drive up to the big fancy city of Boston. Whatever. I don't know. I'm just. I, but to me, it's like. And then Gotham was always kind of like Chicago. You know what I mean? Or New York, like whatever that. So it's. It, it, to me, it should feel like a little bit more of a separation. So you have like each 
for lack of a better term, urban legend with the Batman and Superman. Like they can be separated in different parts of the country rather than, hey, we're right next to each other. You know what I mean? That's that's my only major gripe with it is. But again, you're setting up that world. I even liked uh, Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. It's a different take on Lex Luthor. Yeah, I was fine with that. I was like, okay, he's quirky. He's the, the kind of going for kind of like almost like a Joker uh, Riddler vibe from the old Batman 60s cartoon, uh, 60s show rather, with just, you know, a little bit more of a mature version of it, whatever. And whatever, however they want to go with it. I was totally fine with it. I think he, uh, Eisenberg did great for the, the uh, what was presented to him as the role, you know? So I think everybody did their part. And I think that the extended version of Superman versus Batman is a lot more of, was it palpable or palatable? I think it's palatable uh, in the sense that, you know, I still have a problem with like, oh, that's Jimmy Olsen. Bang, bang. All right, you're dead, Jimmy Olsen. Like, that's Superman's best friend. Like, you're just going to kill him off like that without him ever meeting Clark Kent, like, because he's helping Lois or whatever. Like, okay, I get it. You're taking those, you know, artistic liberties with that. And it's like, but if you're doing a sequel, why aren't we going to see Perry White and and Jimmy Olsen and like, you know, the whole Daily Planet type of thing. So just little things like that was what kind of threw me off with uh, Batman versus Superman. But from what I've seen so far in the uh, the Snyder cut of the Justice League, yes, it's it's a very long movie. But at the same time, to your point, it breaks down and introduces all the other characters. To me, it's like the anti-MCU. We were talking a little bit before the break, myself and KB, about the MCU and how we were talking about video game movies and how you know, the MCU kind of showed you showed like Hollywood and whatnot. You can take a property as long as you, you stay somewhat, somewhat close to the source material, you can take certain liberties with it, but you know, you can also put Easter eggs so that the fans of those will get an even greater pleasure out of watching the MCU movies. Cause you have those Easter eggs, but you can also do like the storyline. So the MCU did it. Here's all the individual movies. Here's Iron Man. Here's Thor. Here's Captain America. You know, here's the guardians of the galaxy. Here's Ant-Man boom, let's put them all together, you know, in an Avengers movie or, you know, Infinity War Endgame. So you already have an idea of who these characters are. With the Snyder Cut, it's almost they're doing the reverse. So I think it needs to be that length because, like, as you mentioned, you're going to spend a little bit of time getting some backstory on The Flash, on Cyborg, on Aquaman. So then when those solo movies come out, you already have that introduction to them in this other movie. So I think I think it needs to be, you know... I thought the thought process behind it that Snyder did to introduce and give a backstory for each one of these characters, I thought was brilliant. So, yeah, I, I feel like that, like for me personally, I feel like the movie breathes and that's uh that's the big point is that you feel like, like for me, like I said, the four hours for me didn't feel like it was four hours because like you have a lot going on where you're, you're having a lot shoved in your face, but it doesn't feel like it's being force fed into you. You're, you feel like you're like, okay, I'm slowly getting this. Okay. All right. Let's, what what do we got going on? And what I love that DC is doing is obviously Marvel is trying to like Marvel and DC, they're comics. So they're like, we want to show you what comics can look like in real life. And we're like, I'm for it. Uh, Marvel kind of went with, this is one big story. We're all going to tie in together. The original Hulk movie, we're not counting that one. The right. one with Edward Norton, we're, we're kind of going to count it because Robert Downey Jr. is at the end of it. But Iron Man on, these are all together. What I love about DC's now kind of taking a part of is where it's like you're reading random issues of 
your favorite like character. So like to put an example, like right, we have Walking Phoenix's Joker. Has nothing to do with Jared Leto's Joker, has nothing to do with the franchise at all, period. It is a separate, it's like literally where you're in the comic book store. Hey, I want to get Joker number 75. And oh, here's Joker number one of a different version of Joker, like Joker White Knight or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is totally different than Joker's, uh, you know, uh, other stories, the the killing joke. Right. So I feel like with Robert Pattinson's Batman movie that we're going to get, I kind of, I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of not excited. I kind of want to see more Batfleck, and I feel like they're trying to do like that, where it's like, hey, this is Batman Detective Comics, and this is Batman uh, Solo Comics and stuff like that. Right, right, right. So it's like we're gonna try to see that from the original plot point. Uh, I mean, the 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 original plot that I heard from the Ben Affleck versions, we were supposed to have basically an Arkham Asylum movie where Batman goes from one level to... Uh, it was basically like the Arkham Knight video games, where he's fighting character after character after character, leading to the big character at the end. Basically like that Bruce Lee movie where he has a tower. Yep. You know, we, we, we basically see that happen in Arkham. And I would love to see that movie, especially with Batfleck, because he already knows all these characters, even though like we haven't seen these characters played before with his age and everything like that, it's going to be like, well, he knows what he's he already has him, a history so. with him. He already has the history yeah. of, you know, so it's kind of, and I like that because to, to what, to your point, I think is you're taking a look at it from a di- different perspective because this is a ventured Batman, all the other Batman stuff we've seen for the most part, even back in the, the Burton Batman's show, the origin story, him becoming Batman, introducing the Joker, right. Uh, Batman begins all the way to the end. Like even with, um, the Dark Knight Rises, right? Was that the third one with Bane that I can't think of now? Uh, yes. So, yeah. So it's like we we are are given a time jump that it's been X amount of years and Batman's being hunted. So we've only really seen, even in the um, the Christian Bale Batman, we've seen him fight essentially Ra's al Ghul, Rachel. I'll never call him Ra's. I, I I'm a total proponent of the animated series. It's Rachel Ghul. That's what I call him, the animated series. So it's Rachel Ghoul, and then it's, you know, he looks into the Joker. He's fighting crime, and there's probably not another a lot of big bads, but he has the Joker and Two-Face, and then it's like, oh, now Batman's the enemy. Time jump. Okay, now here's Bane. You know what I mean? Like, and- But you also forgot one more. You forgot one more. Scarecrow, and obviously. It's a per- yeah, Killian Murphy, man. I love Killian Murphy. Big Peaky Blinders fan. Just love the fact that Killian Murphy was in all three as well. I'm just like, yo, this is great. I love he's, Killian. He's one of my, the Scarecrow is one of my favorite villains. And I thought that was probably, you know, everybody talks about, I I mean, everybody talks about Heath Ledger Joker, but also um, I can't think of the actor's name who plays Two-Face uh, or Harvey Dent, but I thought he did really uh, Aaron, well. Aaron Earnhardt Aaron, or something Aaron, like that. Aaron Eckhart. That's what it is. And then, um, yeah. And then the, the, the Scarecrow, like I think all three of those and Liam Neeson is, you know, great and everything, but I mean, uh, and then Tom Hardy too, but like just That's to me, true. it's like the, the Scarecrow is just such a great, um, such a great villain. My favorite two villains in the Batman mythology. Actually, if you I were to do a top three, it'd probably be Scarecrow at number three, Two Face at number two, and then the Riddler at number one. Uh, like a certain member of your band, I know is a fan of the Riddler. Yep. Um, but yeah, just I, I love the fact that it's just like people fighting Batman on different levels, and I love I love the 
uh, I guess, relationship he would have with certain characters. Like I love the, I think the animated series did it right with Two-Face, not to get too off topic here, but like Harvey Dent and Bruce are friends, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it's that much more tragic when he becomes Two-Face and as Batman, he has to stop him and is trying to save his friend from going down this road. And, you know, he, and it just it does such a great job with like, to me, the animated series still holds up. That's all I'm basically trying to say. Well, well, what I was going to say, though, too, is with the enemy, uh, like with that version of Batman, like we listen to Kevin Con- Conroy, where he has that elegance as Bruce Wayne, and everything like that. I really feel Ben Affleck is giving us that portrayal where it's like, like he lost to Robin. And it's not like we're dealing with, you know, George Clooney, where, you know, he's fighting with his Robin, whatever. And it's like, oh, uh, bad card. Never leave home without it. You know? That's the greatest like, scene it, in it, the movie. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. George Clooney was, uh, you know, he's a great and guy. They, have, but, they uh, have bat skates right into this, like right into their boots. They can just hit the button and they turn into <laughs> skates. It's great. Hey, listen, chill. No, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, like, what I love the most is like, we kind of see um, him like taking like that, that mantle, like I, personally for me, how my Batman's go uh, when it goes for Batman, I would say we got uh, Michael Keaton, we got Christian Bale and we got Batflake right there. The rest I, I could go and di- you know, digest and go over. But uh, when it comes to Bruce Wayne's, I think Affleck's number one, we got Keenan number two, and I'm going to put Christian at three only on the grounds I didn't like that he anytime like he had to deal with certain people, he had to act like he was drunk where he's like completely obliterated. But when Ben Affleck does it in Batman versus Superman, uh, we see him just go, uh, excuse me, I had, had a little bit too much. Uh, nice shoes. You know, like it's, it's not overbearing, but he's still keeping that class and he's still honoring the name, the Waynes, you know. And um, when it comes to now we're going back to Justice League. Yeah, I was I was like, like, thank, you, thank you for segueing back because I get off topic all the time. So please go ahead. So what I was going to say is. Uh, oh, you might have just dropped off on me. You might have just froze up. Oh, man. See, oh, like, oh, 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 you're back. You're yeah. back. You're back. You just cut out for I'm it, sorry. it was it was a great. No, no, it was a great segue. Um, oh, it's telling me my my Internet. Damn you, Comcast. Um, they're saying my internet's unstable. I might have to plug in. But no, it was just uh, it was interesting because like you're like, oh, the one thing I wanted to say. And then it just cut off, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> leave us like uh, hanging on the thread, man." Well, hopefully this. Uh, what I wanted that. to say, it yeah, was yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, to to explain like coming from the whole perspective of the movie. So let me kind of go to the ending because the awesome. ending, like it does, it, it's um, we see the nightmare sequence at the very very end. So, hey, if we, if we run out of time, at least we got to the ending. Right, right. Uh, we, we, do, we deal with a nightmare sequence, and then we see Ben Affleck wake up from it. And I'm sorry that I'm going to spoil it for you because I know you haven't seen nope, it. But that's okay. It's, do it's it. So amazing. Do it. So he uh, he wakes up. And what's funny, it, what kind of made me giggle is it's skinny Affleck. We have a skinny Affleck at the end. And I'm just like, reshoots. And I'm like, I was totally cool with it. I wasn't upset or anything. I was like, I don't give a f- I'm like, yo, skinny Affleck. All right, cool. So he's at the end. He wakes up. He gets out of his bed. And then we see Martian Manhunter floating down. He's like, hey, um, you guys are trying to save the planet. I want to be there to help along too. And then he says, you know, Bruce, you've done very well getting everybody together. 
and you would make your parents proud. And without skipping a beat, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne goes, I sure hope so. Uh, uh, tugs at the heartstrings, man. Tugs at the heartstrings. Uh, you know, That's it's awesome. uh, it's it's definitely a beautiful scene. Um, and basically, that's how we end the movie. Uh, and the sequel is supposed to take point from Martian Manhunters here. Um, so let's let's continue to save the world. I personally wish. Uh, this is just an opinion. I personally want and hope and wish that Warner Brothers is just like they're seeing how HBO Max has been shut down from people wanting to watch it it's done great numbers it got so many subscribers for an app that I was like when I originally heard uh, HBO Max was coming out I'm like cool so we're never getting that Uh, until the Snyder Cut was announced for I'm like I'm getting that you know thankfully uh, Izzy don't get upset he, he lets me use his HBO Max. Thanks, oh, buddy. Uh, well, I don't know if you should be broadcasting that because they're, they're, they're cracking down on uh, password sharing, man. So be careful. With we're in the, well, we're in the same house. All right. He's, that's he's good. In then. the next room. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Then. So, so it's okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, I just love that, uh, that we, you know, that we seriously um, are, you know, seeing like, you know, this chapter close and I'm just hoping that we get to see it move forward. Not just like, Hey, this is what I was doing in 2016. Right. Thanks. Right. Well, here's hoping. And I mean, I think like you said, the proof is in the pudding based on the views and the, the, the amount of uh, hits it's getting with the, uh, you know, the views and the streaming and whatnot on HBO max. So hopefully it like, op- like opens the eyes to be like, Hey, let's, let's continue this vision. But speaking of uh, continuing on, if, uh, you were to rate this particular movie with 10 being the best and one being awful, what would be the numeric value you would rate this if, if our listeners were to go out and stream it on HBO Max now? So I actually uh, said it on my Facebook uh, as soon as I was done watching the movie. I wrote a small little thing. Um, I gave the rating um, an 8.9. Um, I didn't give it a 9, only just on the grounds of just the slow motion. And the thing is, I also didn't give it a 10 either because like, I didn't want people to say, kiss ass, he loves Ben Affleck, whatever. He, he's just going to say that because he's, you know, he's all on, you know, Affleck and Kevin Smith's junk. I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> but uh, if I was to honestly give it an honest rating, I'd probably give it an 8.9. Um, it was such a spectacular movie. If you just wipe away the old version and you just literally look at this from a fresh palette where you're just like, you're going into this as a completely different movie. You got it. You just got it. If you haven't seen the other version, don't, don't see it. You don't need to, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, what I'm hoping for is that we get it on DVD or Blu-ray because as you can see, I'm a physical, physical kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to keep that, those discs, man. (laughs) Got to keep them because the thing is, everybody's just like, well, why do you collect so much? I'm just like, well, I'm going to tell the honest truth. If I run out of Internet, like if I lose Internet or if, uh, you know, if an app like Netflix, like, right, everybody's like, oh, I love the watching The Office. It's off Netflix yeah, it's, now. It's, it's, and now you got to get Peacock. Right. And then even so, so, it's like, and not that I want to play the whole woke culture, but, you know, they're starting to remove uh, episodes and stuff, obviously, because there's there's sensitive stuff and. You know, these, these, like, even so, real quick, I'll put this quick aside. Uh, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm hearing that Peacock now, the WWE network is on Peacock, yep. and they're removing stuff that might be too controversial 
from old episodes and pay-per-views and stuff in the past. So if you go to watch mm-hmm. a WrestleMania, because it might have something that might be a little less sensitive in today's day and age, they actually remove it off the act. So you're not necessarily, and I, I get it and I understand it, but it's just, you know, again, if you want to relive that particular memory, if you have the physical copy, then you're, you're golden. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, uh, you, you definitely get to hold on to more memories that way. Personally, that's why I like having, you know, physical copies of my, my CDs. Oh, wait, uh, wait, you can buy can get those. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's plug away before we get out of here. You can get these CDs at sweetbabylon.bigcartel.com and you can totally buy them and I will mail them to you. And, uh, you can have all the, the lovely artwork that I personally made. Like I took these photos, I edited this shot there's Tommy in a police, uh, you know, police room or whatever. I don't know. He's getting questioned. Where were you the night of April 19th? Yeah, April 19th, man. Uh, I was uh, talking with you. No. There you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 29th. Um, okay, excellent. Yeah, so we'll, let's uh, let's plug all your social one more time, and then uh, I'll, I'll um, throw a Cerebro suggestion out there. So go ahead and uh, feel free to plug whatever you need to plug. So if you want to follow me, as you were talking about on my TikTok, you can follow me at Mr. Kyle Platt. That's also uh, my Twitter and I, my Instagram, because I got it hacked a few years ago. My Instagram is at Mr. Kyle Platt 24. Please go check out my bands, Twitter and Tumblr, uh, not, not Tumblr, uh, Instagram. Uh, we're at Sweet Babylon uh, Music on one of them. And we're Sweet, uh, so it's Sweet underscore Babylon underscore music on, uh, I believe, uh, Twitter. You're going to make me take up my phone right now and look. Um, let me look. All right. But, uh, it's, it's sweet. You can look us up, man. It's, we're the only ska band is sweet Babylon. But if you want to listen to us, we are available on all media outlets. That's including, uh, Spotify, Pandora, we're even on iHeartRadio, So we can play the iHeartRadio radio festival. iHeart, yo, hook us up. Yo, so I, I, I just pulled up real quick. I just want to point this out. I pulled up, I was trying to look and the first video that shows up on my Instagram <laughs> is, uh, Mr. Kyle Platt 24 talking about somebody stealing his identity from Texas. So again, yes, I recently deal with a, a scammer phone call. So I, I got it. to give them a little payback. Um, so all that information will be in the show notes as well for the podcast. So type in for your geek, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, you'll see the show notes with all this information. I'm going to have Kyle email it all to me just to make sure it's all on the up and up and everything he wants to include. Uh, I'll keep that all in the show notes. I also want to talk about a, we do this bit now called Cerebro Suggestions. And it's just like something that I think our audience would like. A friend of the show, and he has his own podcast called uh, the Chuck and Brad Podcast. I believe he's from Warren, Rhode Island. Chuck Staten uh, recently went, and this is kind of like segues and comes full circle, actually did a video documentary shot and edited for Tell Him Steve Dave with Kevin Smith and a bunch of other guys. He went to Red Bank, New Jersey, to uh, Jay and Bob's, uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash and did a whole bunch of filming and editing. And they're all on Kevin Smith's YouTube page now where he did all that edit and he put together a three-part documentary. I will include the links under the Cerebro suggestions in the show notes. And then you can follow me um, at, I don't even know what my, uh, jfree82 on uh, Instagram and Free Your Geek on Instagram as well as Twitter and uh jay free the geek our website i'm actually reworking that right now because you you mentioned kyle uh tumblr i actually had my web address pointing to a tumblr but now i made a nice little google site instead and started putting some different stuff on there <laughs> so i'm going to be segueing over to that and not necessarily pointing to a tumblr in case that ever goes you know the way of the dodo 
But uh, yeah, so follow us all on there. And uh, Kyle, thank you for being on the show, sir. Uh, great review of the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. It's it's definitely a, a four-hour commitment, but based on what Kyle said and what I've seen so far, it looks phenomenal. Like they, they really give you the background on all these characters. It's still got that dark and gritty feel, that real feel. And I just think it's it's a lot more... Um, I don't know. I just think it's a better viewing than, than in a Whedon cut. So definitely go check that out. And uh, usually I, I have KB do the catchphrase where he says, get your geek on. I told him I was going to do it, but Kyle, for being a guest on the show, I'll just say hit him with the catchphrase, bro. This is Kyle from sweet Babylon. Get your geek on. Oh, I love that. Goodbye, everybody. You're still here. It's over. Go home.